0: Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane. More powerful than a locomotive. Impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's
1: Buck Benny speaking. We are here to talk about Lois Lane a little bit more. Last week, we focused on the radio Lois Lanes. This week, we'll focus on Lois Lanes in general. There have been about 50 in the various incarnations of Superman. Uh, Lois, uh, the most of them have been in probably the animated series, because there's lots of them within one animated film or another. Uh, anyway, Joan Alexander is the actress that probably played Lois the longest of anybody in that She played Lois uh, in the 1940s radio shows. Um, She was one of three actresses to play Lois. We talked to her about that last time, but uh, she played Lois for the longest amount of time. Then she again would play Lois in the Fleischer um, animated series of Superman Adventures in the 1940s. And then again, in the 1966 Superman, uh, New Adventures of Superman animated series, she would play Lois for the first year of that series. Along with, of course, Superman from the original Superman radio series, again playing Superman, Bud Collier, which is pretty cool. Uh, She's probably maybe my favorite Lois overall. I don't know. There's so many... Lois is to choose from Uh, anyway I found a list where they listed uh, I was looking at multiple lists where they list the best Lois lanes this one I tend to agree with the most and seems to have the most accuracy as to who played who when so this is Joan Alexander it is not correct about Joan but anyway it says Joan played uh, Lois in the Fleischer Studios animated series which she did But that's all it gives her credit for. She also, of course, was Lois in, like I said, the radio series, and in that 1966 um, revival uh, series, uh, the New Adventures of Superman. Um, Then it lists uh, it gives her as puts her as number 20, the 20th most popular Lois. Then the next best Lois, uh, number 19, is Polly Perrette who apparently played Lois in one of the animated shows. I'm trying to see which one it is. Uh, they really like Lois, and I do too, that's this spunky sort of Lois, and they give those Loises more credit. Then they give Gray Griffin, who played Lois in the Lego movies, uh, the next Lois, highest Lois. And then and number 17 is uh, Paget Brewster, who played Lois in the Justice League gods and monsters movie then we have noel neal who played lois in the superman um adventures on television from the second season to the last season of that plus she also played lois in the kirk allen um adventures of superman in I mean, in uh, movies, the serial uh, versions of that in the 1940s. Then at number 15, we have Phyllis Coates, who I love, who played uh, Lois Lane in the first season of the television show. She also played Lois in the um, movie pilot Sort of thing for Adventures of Superman as well. Superman and the the uh, what was it called? Superman and the Mole Man. And it says here, I like what it says about her. Let's see. Coates Lane was tough, resortful, determined, and obsessed with outscooping Clark. Coates is arguably The earliest actress to actually get Lois, her unique mix of concealed vulnerability and rabid competitiveness, is on full display in her portrayal, explaining why she was replaced after one season for a more sympathetic Neil. Um, Neil's performance was more laid back, but I like the more aggressive uh, Phyllis Coates take from uh, season one of the television series. Then we have Amy Adams, who is the most, the newest to movie folks. If you watched Man of Steel and any of the versions of the current movies, she plays Lois Lane in there and does a nice job. Then they have number 13 is Anne Hesch, who played Lois Lane in the Superman Doomsday film. And then Alexander D'Addario who played Superman of, Tom- and Superman of Tomorrow? The 2020 uh, cartoon version of that, or animated version, I should say. Amy Acker, another animated Lois Lane from Superman: The Red Sun. Number ten, Jimmy Mc- Jenny McSwain, who played Lois in the Last Son of Krypton uh, animated adventure. And then an interesting one, number nine, Rebecca Romijn. Uh, She played Lois in Death of Superman and another Superman. uh, Let's see if I find the other one. But she's best known for probably playing Mystique in the X-Men films in the 2000s, early 2000s, the first X-Men films. And then now, uh, over on Star Trek, playing number one, Una. Um, over on Strange New Worlds, which I love watching her, and I think she does a really nice job. Number eight for most popular Lois uh, is Alice Lee, and Alice Lee currently plays Lois Lane on My Adventures with Superman, which is on Adult Swim, but most of us watch it on HBO Max. It's available over there now with, with a uh, anime uh, cartoon style. Number seven, Christina Hendricks, who played Lois in All-Star Superman, 2011. And she did a good job. It was a nice tour de force for her playing that. Let's see what it says about her. Hendricks is stellar in her scenes, going through multiple emotions while keeping Lois grounded, sympathetic, and relatable. All-Star man... All-Star Superman remains divisive to those who remember it at least, but we can all agree Hendrix Lois is among the best versions of the character. Stana Cadick was again another animated Lois. Kadick's Lois is resourceful to the point of manipulation. She is the closest thing Lois Lane will ever get to ruthlessness. Yet those are qualities that Lois Lane juggles, and Stanek portrays them beautifully. Her performance is an all-timer, and Stanek should be allowed more opportunities to explore and enrich the character. Number five, Erica Durance, who was in Smallville as Lois from the, uh, the fourth season onward. At first, featured Lana Lang in the first. Uh, Three seasons, I guess. And then it kind of shifted over to Lois slowly taking over. Um, And she did a very nice job. Uh, Smallville emphasizes how different Clark and Lois truly are, with Durant going all in by depicting Lois as fiercely independent and courageous. Durant also gives a very physical performance, making Lois all the more impressive and coming as close to making her Clark's equal as possible. Durant is the ideal Lois for the 2000s, delivering the defining version of the character for a millennial generation. The fourth best Lois, it says is Margot Kidder from the Superman movies in the 1970s and 1980s. Um, Kidder's Lois is fearless and passionate, the hungry and accomplished reporter she should be. However, However, her version is also clumsy a quality that few others have dared to emulate simply because it could easily backfire in the actress's face. But Kidder makes it look effortless, endearing, and even this unassuming quality made her star for an entire generation and cemented her portrayal among the all-time best in the comic book genre. Kidder's version might not be 100% lowest, but whatever percentage it is, it's more than enough. Number three, Elizabeth Tullock. And she currently is still uh, playing Lois over on Superman and Lois. Uh, You can watch that. Uh, Apparently, it's on the CW network, or CW started it. Um, She uh, is playing over on HBO Max. You can catch it over there. It's a very good series, and she does a really nice job. Tulak has a privilege of playing an older, more mature Lois. This version is no longer the hungry journalist willing to do Everything for a scoop, but rather the fierce mother willing to rabidly protect her children from harm. The actress understands Lois like few other actresses have, offering a more intimate, nuanced, and vulnerable look at the character. Tulak may be the 21st century's best Lois Lane, and she should have received much stronger vehicle than the mere CW series. Hmm. Interesting. Number two, Dana Delaney who played a Wonder, 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 Wonder <laughs> Lois Lane in the Superman animated series. Um and th- that was back in the probably the nineties, early two thousands. Delaney imbues her Lois with confidence and allure that makes her stand out above all other versions. The show pays as much, if not more, importance to her relationship with Clark as her relationship with Superman, creating a singular dynamic that remains strangely absent from the modern Superman stories. Delaney's Lois is ambitious, brave to the point of recklessness, enthusiastic, and unafraid to express her feelings. In short, she is nothing less than iconic. Number one, or at least what they think of as the number one, I would disagree, but Anyway, number one is Terry Hatcher. Lois Lane has had many versions throughout film and television, but Terry Hatcher remains the best. The Emmy-nominated actress played Lois in the 90s, classic show Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, delivering the best and most fully realized version of the iconic Daily Planet Reporter she also gets first billing lois and clark (laughs) the new adventures of superman so she comes up first a natural comedian hatcher brings levity and charm to her portrayal creating a flirtatious and unforgettable lois that won the hearts of millions hatcher finds the balance between slapstick and gravitas handling the show's often silly dialogue and grounding it in something real Her Lois is sassy, witty, shrewd, and ingenious, a quality necessary to succeed as a reporter that many versions of the character take for granted. Perhaps most importantly, Hatcher's Lois made it abundantly clear why Clark would fall so head over heels for her. Many actresses have come and gone, but few have made Lois so timeless as Terry Hatcher all bow to the quintessential Lois Lane. Uh, Interesting. So... A lot, not that I agree with that, but I think those top 20 is a probably pretty good top 20. Um, I like the fact that it, it featured both Lois's from the television series plus the lowest from the radio series in their top 20, which I think they should. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode of uh, the Superman, the Adventures of Superman radio series. Uh, I know folks are getting enjoyment out of it, I'm so glad, and we'll continue to bring you more episodes, uh, trying to decide whether to bring you uh, a whole storyline at once, or whether to break it in half, still not sure how to do, whether what we want to do with that, but I'll figure it out as we go. For now, we're breaking them in half, this is the second half of, I believe, the sixth story arc uh, in the Superman radio series. Enjoy.
0: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, mighty visitor from another world, who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions, and who walks about among human beings disguised as Clark Kent, news reporter for a great metropolitan paper. Sent to investigate remarkably accurate weather predictions by the famous meteorologist Horace Morton, Kent and Lois Lane have run head-on into mystery. Elmer Rogers, Morton's assistant, has been murdered during a violent storm. And when Kent went down the mountain to inform the police, he found that thieves had broken into the new Birmingham bank and locked its officers in the vault. Superman rescued the imprisoned men and then raced back to the lonely observatory, only to discover that Lois and Dr. Morton were nowhere to be found. But our story continues today, the police have arrived, and Kent is explaining the situation to the sergeant in charge. Listen. Listen, sergeant. During the storm, Miss Lane, she's Dr. Morton's niece, she and I were in the laboratory up there at the head of the stairs. Yes. Yeah. Well, we heard a shot. And when we came down here to see what had happened, we found Elmer Rogers. Shot? Shot and killed with a revolver that was lying near him on the floor. Wait a minute. You say that you and Miss Lane... Where was Doc Morton? He came in while we were bending over Rogers. He'd been out. Out where? I don't know. Okay. Then what? Well, I told him to telephone the police. But he came back after a while and said the wires were down. So I left him here with Miss Lane and hurried to New Birmingham myself. I told the police, then came right back. And here's what I want to tell you. There isn't a sign of either Miss Lane or Dr. Morton. They've, they've simply vanished. Huh? Well, where are they going? Oh, I knew I'd tell you. Okay. we got to look around. Maybe they're hiding. Hey, uh, you went over the place, upstairs and down? Everywhere except the cellar, if there is one. Okay, we'll take a look at it. Where's the door? Oh, I don't know. Maybe through here. You want to take a look at Rogers on the way? What do you say, Devlin? Not much, George. We got him all right. Got from close by. We'll take the gun back and check up a print. Wait a minute, what's this here? Where'd this dirt come from? Oh, that's kind of gravel-like. He had it in his hand. Had it in his hand? Well, what is it? Here, you take a look. Where'd they come from? Looks like black dirt. Yes. You ever see it before? No. If, if he had it in his hand when Miss Lane and I looked at him, I, I guess we missed it. If he had it in his hand. You don't think somebody put it in there later, do you? What's the matter? Shh. Keep quiet. Well, what's up? What do you hear? Beyond that door, just behind you. Someone is coming up a flight of stairs. Huh? What are you talking about? Bless my soul. Dr. Morton. Morton. Are you Dr. Morton? Of course. Uh, You went to get the police, didn't you, Kent? You know, I'd completely forgotten. Dr. Morton, where is Lois? Lois? Yes. Dear me, isn't she upstairs in the laboratory? That's where I left her. She is not in the laboratory. No? Then she's probably in bed. Sensible girl. Too much excitement. People getting killed, calling police. Dr. Morton, Lois is not in bed. As you know perfectly well. Where is she? My dear Mr. Kent. I left her here with you while I went to get the police. Now she's gone. Where is she? I give you my word. I haven't the faintest idea. Come on, Doc. What have you done with her? What have I I done with her? What were you doing down in the cellar? My dear Kent, your tone. I don't like it. I don't care whether you like it or not. What were you doing down in that cellar? Evelyn, go down them stairs and see what you can find. Okay, Sarge. Now then, Doc, come on, speak up. Didn't expect us to get here so soon, did you? You thought you'd get away with it. Well, come on, let's have it. I really don't know what you're talking about. I want to know what you were doing down those cellar stairs. Then if you must, I I have a small chemical laboratory. When Lois and I were left alone, I advised her to find a book. As I recall, I, I left her reading. You left her? Where'd you go? I remembered I'd been working on an experiment, a new step in the breakdown of pitch blend. A what? I doubt if you'd understand. You know the new Birmingham ri- refinery? The refinery? Yes. Sure, yes, what of it? I have some acquaintance with the director, Mr. Milo Fales. At his request, I have been investigating the breakdown of pitch blend ores into radium. Radium? You mean there's a radium refinery in New Birmingham? Yeah, that part of it's straight enough, but the rest ain't. I don't believe a word of it. Come on, Al. Wait a minute, Sergeant. I just thought of something. Where's that gravel? Here, Dr. Morton, look at this stuff. You know what it is? Where did you get that, Mr. Kent? It was in Roger's hands when he was killed. What is it? Pitch blend, Mr. Kent. The same very valuable pitch blend ore that I worked with alone in my cellar laboratory. You mean he stole it? It would seem so. Okay, that's enough for me. Method, that there gun. Motive, an he stole the radium. Opportunity, when you sneaked out and left Kent and Miss lane alone. You're coming with me, Doc. And just what are you talking about, officer? You heard me. You're coming down to jail and you're coming now. Oh, yeah, devil? Ain't nothing down there, sir. Just a little room and a bench with a lot of bottles and stuff. Wait. Any place to hide anything? No. It ain't more than 12 feet square. Put right out of the rock. Get my coat, Devlin. All right, come along, Doc. I protest. I protest. Most emphatically. This is an outrage. Monstrous. I shall complain. Okay, okay. Complain to the judge. But you're coming with me, and you're coming now. No. Hey, Devlin. You stay here and search the place. Okay. You too, kid. We want you for a witness. I'll send the coroner up. Sergeant, look. Tire tracks. What? Tire tracks. The car. What are you talking about? What car? Oh, uh, forget it, forget it. I, I made a mistake. Ah. Uh, <coughs> you get out after that girl. Search the house first, then the woods. If you don't find her, we'll be back to the posse. I'll see you later. Come on. Come on back inside. You'll get soaked. No, you, uh, you go ahead. Search the house. I'll look around outside. I don't mind the rain. Well, holler if you find anything. Find anything? I should say I have. Good thing that sergeant didn't question me. I almost gave myself away. Calling attention to those tire tracks. I almost blurted out that Lois's car was gone. Then they'd start asking me what I used to get to town in. Let me look at those tracks. Down the road. Ah, looks like a skid. It's traveling fast. Here, what's this? More tracks. There was another car here. Those aren't Lois's tire marks. Her car left in a hurry, and the second car went after it. Well, I think it's time Superman took a hand and went after them both. Up we go. Up, up, and away. Far ahead on the narrow, twisting mountain road, wet and treacherous, Lois Lane desperately urges her car to its highest speed. Behind her, a second car, long and black and low, relentlessly closes in. Suddenly the silver glitter of water, a narrow bridge, the second car creeps up, while high overhead Superman streaks through the stormy sky. There it is. That's Lois's coupe. And she's driving it, but who's that chasing her? Great Scott, they're going at top speed, both of them. They're on the bridge. The second car's trying to pass. What? Oh, he's crowding Lois into the bridge. Gotta get into this. Down. Down. They're forcing Lois over. What? Oh, she's crashed. She's going through the rail. She's in the lake. I'll have to let those other fellows go. Got to get Lois down into that water. Faster. Faster. Now. Oh. Oh, what's happened? What was it? Lois. Miss Lane. You're all right. Just, just take it easy. Oh. Oh, Clark. Mr. Kent. The car. What happened? You had a nasty spill. A car shoved you into the lake. Luckily, I got there in time to pull you out. But but where are we now? It was the strangest thing in the world. Just as I pulled you out, this fellow came along in his truck, and he's giving us a lift into town. Sure thing you know, mister, I'll have you up to that there hospital in no time. Miss Lane, how do you feel? I'm all right.
2: But but those men, where are they? What men? The ones that were chasing me. Oh, Mr. Kent, just after you left, two men came in a car. They were the ones who killed Rogers. I heard them. They didn't know I was there, but...
0: You heard them confess to the murder? Well, Lois, Miss Lane, who were they? Oh,
2: I don't know. They were after Uncle Horace, but but he was down in the cellar. He never even knew. Well,
0: the, then what he said was true. He didn't do it. To do what? Kill Rogers. The police thought your uncle murdered Rogers because he'd stolen some radium ore. Oh,
2: no, no. Poor Uncle Horace. Mr. Kent, it wasn't that at all. I heard the whole story. Those men, they were using him. They were criminals. You mean...
0: wait, right, Scott, you mean they were committing crimes when they knew there were storms coming? Lois, well, Miss Lane, that, that explains everything Oh,
2: it was more than that, Mr. Kent Uncle Horace, he didn't just forecast when storms were coming He made them What? Well, that's not possible Oh, but it is, it is I heard everything before they saw me Uncle Horace made the storms And he never knew what they were doing But, but Rogers knew and he said he'd tell and, and that's why they killed him Oh, Mr. Kent, Uncle Horace, where is he now?
0: He's in jail, but he won't be there long Hey there Never mind the hospital. Drive straight to the jail. Jail? Yes. Okay, mister. Right here, there now. Good. But, Lois, there's something I don't understand. Why were these men after you?
2: Oh, they heard me. And I ran to the door and, and the car. I just got away, but but they came after me. I drove as fast as I could to get to town and the police, but but they came alongside on that bridge. Oh, never mind.
0: I... I know what happened after that. And boy, was it lucky. Oh, look. Here we are. There's the jail. Police headquarters. Oh, what's happened? Look at that crowd. Mr.
2: Kent, what is it? Well, I, I... Hey,
0: what's on the shooting There's right. the man I want. Sergeant! Sergeant! What then? Hey, Kent! Yeah? Where'd you come from? Hey. Say, don't tell me you got the lane, girl. Sergeant, here she is, and she's told me the whole story. Morton didn't commit that murder. We've got to get him out. Where is he? Where is he? That's what I want to know myself. Doc Morton's gone. He's gone? What? Gone where? What do you mean? I mean he's been snatched, taken away. Listen, I got him down here and put him in a cell. Then came the biggest explosion you ever heard. It There was a gang after him. They broke into a cell and now they got him. Kid, if you know anything at all, who are they? What's it all about? Who's got them? And what are they going to do next? One mystery solved, only to lead into another. Horace Morton, famous scientist, revealed as the man who has found the secret of actually creating weather. But what of the mysterious group who have stolen him away? What do they intend doing? And what unbelievable climax lies ahead? Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! <laughs> Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! It's Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! Now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, stronger than a locomotive, faster than an airplane, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton and who walks about among men disguised as Mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. Kent and Lois Lane have discovered that Dr. Morton, Lois' uncle, actually created the weather he forecast, and that a mysterious group headed by a man named Collins was using him for its own evil end. When we last saw them, Kent and Lois Lane had come to the jail to bring about the doctor's release, only to find that Collins had been ahead of them, flown in the jail walls and vanished with the old scientist in his power. As our story continues today, some time has passed. The desperate search for the missing Dr. Morton has produced nothing. And meanwhile, a new danger threatens. Listen. Where are we? Right in the narrowest part of the valley. The radium plant's right there ahead. That's the gate. Why
2: why, Mr. Kent, the radium plant's right against the steepest part of the mountain. It's right under it.
0: Exactly. So is that little settlement. Workers' houses mostly. I tell you, Miss Lane, Music Mountain is actually moving. And if it comes down any further, well, there's going to be a real panic. But but I don't understand. What's doing it? Here, look up. Can you see all that slope of loose rock? Well, it's moving, that's all. It's on the way down. Yes, but... but why? (laughs) Search me. Maybe it's because of all that rain. Got things loosened up. Say, look. They're beginning to get people moved out already. Look at those trucks. And isn't that a big busload of kids there?
2: Oh, Clark. Those poor people. They must be frantic.
0: I guess they are, all right. They're in a mighty dangerous spot. Well, we've got to get going.
2: Who's this man we're going to see?
0: Milo Fales. He's the acting head of the radium refinery. Well, oh, I
2: didn't know they found radium down here. Well,
0: they don't. But they send the pitchblende ore down here to be refined. Remember what your uncle said that night they arrested him? I wasn't there. He said he'd been doing some work for Fales, trying to find a simpler refining process. And I just happen to remember it myself. What do you mean? Well, Lois, we've tried everything, and we've come up against a blank wall, not a single lead. Your uncle's just vanished. Well, this is our last chance. Fails may know something or remember something. Let's go down and have a talk with him. It's worth a try. That way. Say, I, I beg your pardon. What, what, keep out of the way, please.
2: Mr. Kent, what's it all about? This place is like a madhouse. We're
0: moving, young lady. Got to get this whole plant cleaned out and packed into trucks before that mountain comes down on top of us. So if you don't mind... Well, I'm looking for Mr. Fails, Milo Fails. I'm Fails. What's on your mind? Only make it fast. Oh, Mr. Fails, I'm Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet. Sorry, no time for the papers. you have to excuse me. Hey, Mike. Mike, not that one. Get the cases packed up first. Oh, Mr. Fails, we don't want an interview. This lady is Miss Lane, Lois Lane, and she's a niece of Dr. Horace Morton. What's that? Niece of Morton. We
2: don't want to bother you, Mr. Fales, but if you could tell us anything... Here,
0: come in my office. There's much noise out here, you can't hear yourself think. Now then, uh, how much do you know?
2: Well, tell you the truth, Mr. Fales, we don't know anything.
0: Absolutely not a thing, and we can't find out anything. What made you come here? Because on the last night we saw Dr. Morton, the night he was brought down to New Birmingham, he said he was working on a pitch-blend process connected with a radium refinery. He said he was doing it for you. Oh, I see. That's the way it is, eh?
2: Mr. Kent just remembered it, Mr. Bales. And he thought, rather he hoped, you might possibly be able to shed a little light on what's happened to my
0: uncle. I know it's just a shot in the dark, but believe me, we've tried everything else. (laughs) That's what brings you here, eh? Well, all I can say is I'm sorry.
2: Oh, you can't tell us a thing.
0: Miss Lane, I only wish I could. You say you haven't any idea at all where your uncle is?
2: No, Mr. Bales, I don't even know if he's alive.
0: Oh, yes, he's alive. I mean, he must be. But you don't know anything more about him? Mr. Kent, uh, that was the name, wasn't it? Yes. My connection with Dr. Morton was really nothing more than casual, less than that. He was interested in chemistry, and he thought he might be able to help us.
2: Help you how, Mr. Bales?
0: Well, we refine radium, very difficult process, over 35 different steps. Dr. Morton thought he might be able to find a simpler process.
2: Radium?
0: That's very valuable, isn't it? Valuable? Look here, young lady. Just look out this window. You see those trucks?
2: Yes. What about
0: them? They're piled with pitch blend ore, about a quarter of fine. Can you imagine what that stuff is worth, just as it is? The pitch blend ore as it stands on the trucks? As it stands on the trucks. Twenty-five tons of it. Mr. Kent, that stuff is worth, refined down, as it is right now, about $30,000 a tonne. Great, Scott. Maybe you see now why we're breaking our necks to get it out. Before that mountain comes down and buries the whole works.
2: Oh, my goodness, Mr. Bales. You'll go right on about whatever you were doing.
0: Miss Lane, if I could do anything to help you find your uncle, I'd talk all day. But I can't. And I can only say I'm sorry. Hello. Bales speaking. Yes. Yes, I know. Uh, well, it isn't raining uh, now, is it? All right. All right, I know. Just as fast as we can. Well, I can't work miracles. Now, keep your eye on it. Let me know. That's our engineer up on the mountain. He says there's not much time. So I'll set to come sliding down some more.
2: Oh, well, Mr. Fails, what's doing it? What is it? Miss
0: Lane, you can lay it all to the weather. The more it rains, the faster Music Mountain slides. Right now, it's only 50 feet from our rear wall. How fast is it coming now? So far, about 20 feet a day. But if it rains much more... Oh,
2: but it isn't raining
0: now. No, not here. But up on the mountain, it's raining cats and dogs.
2: Oh, those poor people in the settlement. What'll happen to them?
0: Nothing, if they keep moving. If they stay where they are, well...
2: Oh, it's dreadful, Mr. Kent. Isn't there anything we can do?
0: Miss Lane, we're newspaper people. All we can do is write it up.
2: Well, I'm going to help them. I don't care. If you think I can just sit back and write about it, you'll... Mr. Fales, thank you so much.
0: But thanks for nothing, eh? Sorry, Miss Lane. Oh, you can block bigger by that side door. I'm going to stay here a minute. Uh, Joe! Yeah. Joe, make it fast. Get that stuff loaded and ready to go. Hey. Well, I'm sorry, Miss Lane. I thought maybe we'd get a lead on your uncle.
2: Well, it wasn't your fault we didn't. Come on, I, I do want to see what's happening to the poor people who are trying to move.
0: Out of this door, he said. Golly, look at those trucks. That stuff's really worth what he said. Wait, Scott, Miss Lane, do you realize its value? Over three quarters of a million dollars.
2: What? That black stuff?
0: Right there in front of you. See, if anything happened to it...
2: Well, what's the matter? Why are you standing there like that? Mr. Kent.
0: Of course, Miss Lane, did it... Did it seem to you that Mr. Fales, the, the manager... Well, did it strike you that he was worried when we first came in? Worried? Yes.
2: Well, of course he was worried. If the mountain comes down, it'll ruin his refinery. No, no, no,
0: I, I didn't mean that. He was worried about us. And then later on, he seemed to think everything was all right. Worried about us? What do you mean? I don't know. It just flashed on me. I Look. Look, will you? Look at those women. Oh, those
2: poor things. Mr. Kent, I'm going down to help them. Come on.
0: No, uh, you you go on. I'll, I'll stay here a minute. I want to think. Go well, ahead.
2: Well, what are you going to do?
0: Nothing. Just stand right here. You go on. I'll join you in a minute. I just want to work something out.
2: Clark Kent, I believe you're losing your mind. You're acting perfectly mad. No,
0: go on. Go ahead. Please, Miss Lane. See if you can't give those folks a lift. Look at the kids running around in circles.
2: Poor youngsters. Well, call me when you're ready to drive back for supper. All right.
0: Thank heaven she left. Didn't think she'd do it. No, I didn't just think of something, Miss Lane. I heard something with Superman's sensitive hearing. I heard voices. Voices traveling over telephone wires. Wait a minute. Uh, There they are. They come right out of the brick wall. They're the wires leading from Fale's office. He's still talking. And I'm going to listen. Never mind all that stuff about catching the girl, Fale. But I tell you, they came here. They only just left. They're looking for old man Morton. Let them look. They'll never find him. Not till everything is finished. Do they suspect anything? No, I don't think so. Why did they come to you? On account of the radium. Seems he mentioned it to... Collins, listen. Has he got it? Has he found out a new way of refining? I told you I'd take care of that, didn't I? Well, I have. Fails, it's in the bag. If you can work it right from your end, we'll make a fortune. What about the trucks? Loaded and ready to go. But listen, what about the mountain? I just got a report from the engineer. Unless there's more rain, it won't come down. Don't worry, there'll be more rain. When's the best time? Send the trucks out. Make it ten o'clock tonight. Ten o'clock? Okay, Fails. At ten o'clock, there'll be the biggest rainstorm you ever saw. Collins, what's the scheme? How'll it work out? Have those trucks at the right place on the road, and trust me for the rest. We'll block them off with the mountain and raid the whole lot of them. Okay, Fails, that's all. Okay, Collins, remember. Ten o'clock tonight's the time. The devils. That fellow Fails is working hand in glove with the group that's taken Morton. And Morton himself. I can't believe it. Yet I don't know.
2: Why, Can't, honestly. There is something wrong with you. You look as if you would seen a
0: ghost. Uh, seen a ghost? Well, no, not exactly, Lois. I, I've just been thinking. I've been working things out.
2: Working what things out?
0: Things that are happening. Miss Lane, don't ask me how I know. Just take my word for it. There's a plot on to steal that radium ore and to wreck this whole settlement to make it look plausible this very night.
2: What? Mr. Kent, what? Well, how do you know? It can't be.
0: But it is. And I'll tell you something else, too. Your Uncle Horace, Dr. Morton, is right in the thick of it. Now, then, let's figure out what to do. How much can Superman and the person of Clark Kent really tell Lois Lane without giving away his secret? And will she believe what he tells her? And even so, what can they do to prevent the climax fast approaching when Music Mountain comes rolling down on the settlement? Tune in and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a thing! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature... Superman! <whistles> Up in the Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! <laughs> and now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, mighty champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton, and who walks about among men disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. Slopes of Music Mountain, softened by heavy rains, have advanced on the town of New Birmingham. And particularly on that part surrounding the plant where precious radium is refined from the ores of black pitchblend. While Lois Lane helps frantic women pack up their belongings and get children safely on buses, Kent has found that truckloads of pitch blend ore worth thousands of dollars are being moved from the refinery that night. And that the mysterious group which works through Dr. Horace Morton plans to bring on a violent storm that will make its plundering easy. Not knowing how or where they plan to strike, not being able to tell Lois how much he knows, Kent works on assisting the desperately hurrying families. Not much time to go. He knows the wreckers plan to strike at ten o'clock, and so far Lois refuses to believe him. Listen. Oh, Mr. King, I
2: don't know what to do. Where's Jimmy and Susie? Now, Mrs. McNamara, everything's all right. Your husband's gone on ahead with the furniture. The children, Miss Lane. I can't leave the children. They'll be all
0: right. They're on the bus, aren't they? Well,
2: they're on the bus, but I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh. listen to it. That's the mountain. it's will? Nonsense, nonsense. That's just thunder, Mrs. McNamara.
0: Lois, remember what I said. There's a storm coming up. Don't
2: bother me about that now. Go ahead, Missus McNamara. You get on that bus, too. It's the last one. Go on. Oh, Miss Lane, it's a blessed angel you've been helping us like this. You come, too. No, I'll be all right. We've got a car. Is everybody on? Go ahead, driver. Go on. Well, thank heavens we got them all. Whatever happens now, they won't be caught
0: here. Lois, oh, Miss Lane i just thought of something else. Mr. Kent, it's no use.
2: I just won't believe my Uncle Horace is mixed up with any gang of criminals. You can talk until you're blue in the face. But unless you've got something better to go on than a hunch, I'm not going to...
0: Now, look here. You admit he can control the weather. You told me that much yourself. Why, well, I know, but... Well, then you also know that he's with the gang. Now, what if the gang is making him do it? What if they plan to bring down the mountain and block those trucks, maybe tonight? Yes, and all those people on their buses, too, and the kids.
2: It's Clark, they wouldn't do that. They couldn't. Well, they might.
0: And if they were, what could we do about
2: it? Oh, it... It's too terrible. What could we
0: do? Lois, I've I've had an idea. If there is anything in this, if your uncle is back of all this rain, where would he be working from? Well, Well, how should I know? Well, nobody knows, but we can guess. All his equipment is back up at the observatory, isn't it? Right on the mountain itself. Oh, but Clark, he
2: couldn't be there. They've had a guard up there ever since he disappeared. Oh,
0: I know, I know, but guards can fall asleep, can't they? Anyway, we don't really know where his scientific stuff is or how he works it. It might be somewhere out in the woods. But, Mr. Kennedy... Even if the guard's right on the job, the place is locked and he's on the outside. What if there's a secret entrance? It's not impossible.
2: Well, there, there might be. Oh, I don't know. What do you think we ought to do? What's the time? Wait. Quarter past nine.
0: They're pulling it off at ten.
2: What?
0: What do you say? I... Oh, nothing. Look here, Miss Lane. Are you game for something? You know I am. What is it? I want to go up to that observatory right now and look it over. You never can tell. We might find something. Yes, but what if we don't? Well, we're no worse off, are we? Come on. Back to the car and let's go. We can make it in half an hour, storm or no storm.
2: There's thunder. There is a storm.
0: Yes, or else it's the mountain starting another slide. Come on. Here's the car. Well,
2: here we are back again. Find anything on your side?
0: Quiet. I think I saw a light. Did you? Where? I'm not sure. Look here. I'm going to try and break in. Maybe I can pry open a window. Hmm, Do you think it's safe? That won't be if the guards catch us. You go back to the road and keep an eye out. Hurry. All
2: right. If I see anything, I'll either whistle or come back. Be careful, please.
0: There she goes. Good girl. Plenty of grit. I don't want her around when it's time for Superman to act Did I see something? I'll say I did Got to get around the corner There's a light in the cellar I didn't notice that window before It was hidden behind a bush now, here we are Now, let's see Great Scott Collins is down there The gang leader With a gun Yes, there he is The devil standing right back of Morton Morton's working at his equipment uh, And there's the police guard tied up in a corner well, my friend, you won't be carrying your plans much further. I'll get down where you are right through the wall in one crash. Here goes. Yeah. Ah. Out for the light. Don't use that gun, Collins. Don't do it. I warned you. All right, take it. <coughs> ah. Now then, where's that lamp? Oh, never mind. I can see all right. Dr. Morton. Dr. Morton. Uh, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, what's, what's happened? Dr. Morton, it's me. Clark Kent. I guess there was an explosion. The whole wall went out. How are you? Are, are you hurt? Collins. Watch out for Collins. Oh, don't worry. He's out like a light. Mr. Kent, Laura! what's happened? I heard the crash. Lois, right down here, down that hole. It's all right. Bring your flashlight. Lois. Lois. Oh, thank heaven you come. Now, quick, quick. Uncle Horace, are you all right? Oh, Clark, what's happened? They carried me off. Made me work. Made me create bad weather. Lois, they're criminals. And that man, Collins... He's the head. I'll be quick. Don't wait. Dr. Morton, what do you mean? The final storm. Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock tonight. What? Uncle Horace, it's ten o'clock now. Trucks. Trucks loaded with radium. They're going to bring down the mountain. I've called up a storm. It's coming. Yes. It Not only the trucks, the buses, all the children. Oh, Uncle, stop it. Turn it back. Dr. Morton. Stop the storm. I can't. It's gone too far. If you come five minutes sooner... Clark, it's coming. It's here. Dr. Morton, where is it going to happen? Where are they going to catch the trucks? Quick, now, quick. Maybe I can head them off. The forest hill pass beyond the refinery. Forest hill pass. But you can't stop them too late. The whole side of the... cliff is loose. They'll block the trucks and steal everything. Lois, you stay here. Watch your uncle... Untie Devlin there in the corner. Then have him tie up Collins. Oh,
2: Clark, hurry! Hurry, you may be in time. All those children. Are... I'll hurry all I can.
0: Out the way I came in. There. Out. Out we go. Forest hill pass, eh? Superman against the mountain. Not much time. Got to hurry. Out and up. Master. Down the wind, faster than an airplane, Superman streaks toward the narrow cut known as Forest Hill Pass. Can he make it in time? Already the line of trucks creeps up the slope, behind them the swaying, rocking bus, brightly lighted, eager boys and girls, knowing nothing of the treacherous mass of rock and earth poised on the heights above.
1: Now
2: you keep quiet. Oh, I declare it's more than I can stand. Shut your noise, all of you. Oh, look where we are. Look out the windows. If it isn't Forest, he'll pass. Oh, children, we'll be safe out of here before we know it. Oh, look, it's starting to rain again.
0: Ah, there are the trucks. Right in the pass. There's the school bus right behind them. Great heavens, look at that rain coming down in sheets. And there comes the mountain. It's moving. Got to get there. Down, down. Those men on the trucks, they've stopped. They're running away. Well, I can use those trucks myself. If I can stop that slide just for a minute, the bus can get through. Down, down. I can fling the trucks in the way and make a barrier. Too bad about the radium ore. I'll dump that. Maybe I can hold them out long enough for the buses to get by. Now. Now. There goes one truck. And another. Maybe I can make it yet. Still coming down. And here's the bus with the children in it. Now, now. Quick. Quick. With another truck. There. That ought to do it. Hurry, hurry. It's stopped for a second. Keep that thing going. Keep that bus going. You'll make it. Hurry. Ah, made it. They're safe. The bus with the children got through. They're all right. They got through. Okay, Music Mountain, come ahead and do your worst. You can't hurt anybody now.
2: Oh, Another cup of tea?
0: No, no, thank you, Lord. I'm getting much better now. What about you, Mr. Kent? Oh, I'm doing fine. Splendid attempt you made, Kent. I mean, to get down the mountain last night. Well, as it turned out, I, I didn't have to warn them. The trucks were wrecked, but the children got through, and after all, that was the main thing. It was
2: very strange about the trucks, wasn't it? They looked as if someone had just picked them up and thrown them right at the mountain.
0: Quite so. Being considered enough to dump them carefully first. How do you explain it, Kent? Me? Gosh, I don't explain it. I can't. But what about you, Dr. Morton? What about the Morton system of weather control? Now, don't forget, Lois and I want a good long interview about that for next Sunday's paper. How about starting talking right now, eh? No, I think not, Mr. Kent. I'm sorry, but I think not.
2: Why, Uncle Boyce, what do you mean?
0: Uh, Lois, I've made up my mind. I think the weather is best left to nature. When we try to interfere with nature's way of doing things, we make only trouble. But, Doctor, look here. I'm sorry, Mr. Kent. I realize I owe you much, but I owe humanity more. My secret is one that is better left unknown. The Morton system is dead, forgotten, destroyed. My story, I'm afraid, is one which will never be printed. So ends the adventure of Dr. Horace Morton, the man who made the weather. Kent and Lois are disappointed that they will have no story for Editor White. But another assignment is close at hand, even more thrilling, more dramatic. Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman.